0: Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D from Coffee with Carrie. Welcome to season two of Coffee with Carrie podcast. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. I think you'll be encouraged. Feliz Navidad, Joel Noel, Bon Natale, Meliklikimaka. In other words, Merry Christmas and welcome to Holiday Homeschooling Part 2. Last week, I shared the crazy idea of taking the whole month of December off from doing formal school lessons so your family could rest and actually enjoy the holiday season. But I also tried to relieve your guilt by sharing all the ways your children are learning while engaged in family traditions and Christmas activities. I also shared a few traditions and activities you could start this holiday season that are fun and educational. If you haven't listened to part one, check it out. It's full of reading, writing, science, math, and nature studies you can do during the month of December instead of formal lessons as you celebrate the birth of Jesus. This week, I wanted to spend the entire episode sharing with you one of my favorite holiday homeschooling experiences. Our family's favorite holiday schoolwork were the years we learned about how other countries around the world celebrated Christmas. During the month of December, we would travel the world from the comfort of our own home and in our PJs. In our Christmas travels, we learned how other countries and cultures around the world celebrate the birth of Jesus. Some years, we focused on the Jewish holiday of Hanukkah, or the season of Advent, or the holidays that come after Christmas, like Kwanzaa and Epiphany. And since I'm from New Orleans, we always incorporated Epiphany and King's Day into our Christmas activities. I mean, after all, Mardi Gras season starts on Epiphany or King's Day. So on Epiphany, we would eat king cake, we'd read the story of the wise man, and we'd talk about the cute little plastic baby Jesus hidden inside the king cake. So, what did we do as we traveled and celebrated Christmas around the world? The first resource you will want to get if you're going to learn about how Christmas is celebrated around the world is the book Christmas Around the World by Lankford. It not only comes with short descriptions of how different countries celebrate Christmas and the birth of Jesus, but it also gives cooking and craft ideas too. We even use some of the ideas in the book to make Christmas presents for family and friends. Another great resource that you probably want to get is called Celebrate Christmas Around the World. You can go all out and make little passports and keep track of the places you visit on a map, or you can just read, sing, bake, create, and eat your way around the world as you celebrate Christmas. One of my new favorite Christmas picture books is called The World of Cookies for Santa, Follow Santa's Tasty Trip Around the World by M. E. Furman. This super fun book takes readers aclo- across the globe to see all the treats that await Santa on Christmas Eve. At first, the children head to the Philippines where puto-sico cookies and ginger tea are left out for Santa. Then they jet to Russia for honey-spice cookie and then set out for Malawi for a sweet potato cookie. When you finish the book, the journey's still not over, though. Recipes are provided in the book for your family, so you can bake some of the cookies mentioned in the story. I wish I had this book when my kids were younger. This would have been the first book I read aloud to the kids as we kicked off our Christmas travels. We always started our Christmas travels and kicked off our Christmas season by celebrating St. Nicholas Day on December 6th. St. Nicholas was a Christian bishop who helped the needy. After his death, the legend of his gift-giving grew. St. Nicholas was born in Lycia, which is an area in part of present-day Turkey. He reportedly used his inheritance to help the poor and sick. As a devout Christian, he later served as bishop of Myra. There are many legends about St. Nicholas. One story tells us how he helped three poor sisters. Their father didn't have enough money to pay their dowries and thought of selling them into servitude. Three times, though, St. Nicholas secretly went to their house at night and put a bag of money inside. The Dutch continue to celebrate the feast of St. Nicholas on December 6. So find the Netherlands on the map and learn about some of their St. Nick traditions. It's a common practice for children to put out their shoes the night before. In the morning, they discover the gifts left by St. Nicholas. And then Dutch immigrants brought the legend of St. Nicholas, known to them as St. Nicholas, or by his nickname, Sinterklaas, to America in the 1700s. Our family loved putting our shoes out on the eve of December 6th. The kids would wake up to chocolate gold coins and brand new pair of shoes. As the kids reached puberty, they grew out of their shoes faster than we could adequately use them. So in the spirit of St. Nicholas, we donated presents and some of our slightly used shoes and sometimes a few new pairs to a local community center in our town. The presents and the shoes were then given to needy families in our area. December 6th is also special for my family. It was my dad's birthday. When my son was a toddler, he had trouble saying grandpa or papa, but he could say the word cookie. I know, go figure. Anyway. When my son was a toddler, my dad was already getting old and his body was pretty frail. He couldn't play with my son on the ground or outside like he did with my daughter. However, he could sit in a chair and talk with my son and play hand games with him and read him stories. My dad also had a super sweet tooth. So these little play dates with my dad always ended with eating cookies together. So my son associated my dad with cookies. So Joe never called my dad grandpa or papa. He always called him cookie. So every December 6th on my dad's birthday, we honor my dad and his memory by baking a ton of cookies. And we call it National Cookie Day. So in Mexico, Christians celebrate Las Posadas. Find Mexico on a map and learn about Las Posadas. And then learn about some of Mexico's Christmas traditions with your family this holiday season, see if you can attend a Las Posadas. We live in Southern California, so visiting Alvaro Street during the holiday season was always a treat. Make some Mexican hot chocolate and read the legend of the Panceta, or find some traditional Mexican sweet bread to share with your family. Make some paper luminaries and use them to decorate your backyard or your sidewalk. Italy is where the tradition of nativity scenes or creches originated. So find Italy on the map and learn how nativity scenes came to be. The nativity scene is said to have originated with St. Francis in 1223 when he constructed a nativity scene in a cave in a small Italian town and held Christmas Eve mass and a nativity pageant there. Each year, we made our own clay and wooden figure nativity scenes, which I still put out on the mantelpiece every year. Sometimes we gave them away as presents to family and friends. I also collect nativity sets, so the most pr- prominent decorations in our home at Christmas time isn't the tree, but of baby Jesus. And I set up all my nativities in the front room. Some are traditional, some are homemade, and some come from different countries. When the kids were little, I had several child-friendly nativity sets so my kids could play with them and move them around as they told the story of Christmas. Get your hands on some Panettone bread or make homemade biscotti or pizzelle cookies. Read the legend of Old Bafana and her search for the Christ child. And since we're Italian, we host a Christmas brunch on Christmas Eve. And some years, we serve the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Some church historians state that the tradition of Christmas tree, also known as the Tannenbaum, began in Germany. So, find Germany on the map and find out how they celebrate Christmas. German and Dutch immigrants also brought their traditions of trees and presents to the New World in the early 1800s. The evergreen Christmas tree is a symbol of everlasting life and in some cultures also represents the tree of life, which is why many ornaments are apples. Germany is also known for the tradition of all things gingerbread. One of our favorite traditions, to this day, is decorating our Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving and then making gingerbread houses the first week of Advent. Celebrate with your fellow Germans by making homemade ornaments for your Christmas tree and then bake and decorate homemade gingerbread houses. In France, the land of good food and fabulous chefs, one Christmas celebration is to bake and eat different desserts. All the desserts are made from different types of fruits, nuts, and pastries. While our family didn't bake 13 different desserts for Christmas Day, we do spend a lot of time baking cookies. In Sweden, on December 13th, the Feast of St. Lucia is celebrated. In remembrance of St. Lucia, each year the eldest daughter in every family dresses in a long white gown with a red sash at her waist and wears a crown of candles and berry leaves upon her head. She serves the rest of her family trays of coffee and delicious buns. While our family never participated in this tradition, my nieces faithfully do it every year. In Brazil, many Christians have a tradition of giving white foods to the poor. Families brainstorm and collect different kinds of what they call white foods that they can donate, such as potatoes, rice, beans. Then they wrap them in white paper and place them in mangers filled with straw. They are then distributed to the needy in their area. Our family did something similar. We have a tradition of helping a family each holiday season. As a family, we pray and talk about friends we know who have had a particularly hard year. We then start collecting food items and presents we can surprise the family with. Over the years, we have other friends involved in the project too. Sometimes we would secretly deliver the goodies so the family was blessed and had no idea who left the gifts. My kids are teens and adults now, but this is one tradition they insist we do every year. Maybe you can think of a friend or a neighbor who has had a particularly hard year financially. Make some baked goods or homemade cards. Pull together money from everyone in the family to buy a few special gifts or grocery items for this family. You can either go Christmas caroling and sing for them and then give them your gift, or you could sneak out of the house one night and secretly drop off the gift on their porch. Then travel to Great Britain and immerse yourself in all things English. Make some wassail or hot cider. Read A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Make Christmas crackers or pomander balls with orange and cloves. Make and wrap your own gift boxes. Make holiday Christmas cards. The tradition of sending Christmas cards began in England. One of our favorite Christmas traditions comes the day after Christmas. We collect all of the Christmas cards that we receive during the month and we place them in our morning basket. During morning devotion, we randomly select a Christmas card from the basket. After we do our morning devotion, we specifically pray for the family who sent us the card. We usually get more than 40 cards a year, so we spend the month of January and well into February praying specifically for friends and family. We use their Christmas cards as a reminder to pray for them. Christians celebrate Christmas in the Philippines and with a mixture of Chinese, Spanish, European, and American traditions. However, their main Christmas symbol in the Philippines is the Christmas star. It's found everywhere in the Philippines. They even have a parade of stars. Make different kinds of stars. Make paper stars, glittery stars, straw stars. Spend some time learning about the Star of Bethlehem. Where we live, one of our favorite traditions was visiting a planetarium in December. This specific planetarium also did the Star of Bethlehem in December. It was a the usual planetarium show, but it focused on the historical night sky during the time of Jesus' birth. It's amazing how many signs and wonders were happening in the night sky 2,000 years ago. Although in total secrecy, Christians find a way to mark the birth of Christ in countries where Christians are persecuted, such as North Korea the country that's been ranked as the most oppressive place for believers in the world for 15 years straight. While many Christians around the world are not free to publicly celebrate Christmas, it doesn't stop them from secretly celebrating the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. While there are not many Asian or Middle Eastern Christmas traditions to try, our family did spend time praying for persecuted Christians around the world during Christmas season. So... If you feel inclined to learn about how Christmas is celebrated around the world, this is the perfect time of the year to do it. If you can't get out of the house or pick up books from your local library due to COVID restrictions, you can find tons of stories and Christmas legends on the internet to read to your kiddos. Pick a few countries, search the web, read some great books, make a few crafts, bake some new treats. You might just be starting a few new Christmas traditions. And you're doing a ton of schoolwork without your kids even realizing it. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, coffee with Consultant. And don't forget to check out my new book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. You know, during this holiday season, may we humbly suggest that you buy a few copies of my new book and give them to some of your homeschooling friends this Christmas. Here at Coffee with Carrie, we think it would make a great gift for moms who just need some encouragement or who need a fresh new outlook for the new year. It's also a great gift for your homeschool co-op leaders or for some of the younger moms in your homeschool group. Thanks for picking up a few extra copies this holiday season and gifting them to your friends. If you heard something you liked today, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week, or share it with a friend who's homeschooling. If you haven't already, we would love for you today to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie podcast, and then maybe take a few minutes to give us a five-star rating and leave a little review. In the podcast world, you know it's all about the algorithm. The more activities, downloads, ratings, reviews, and subscribers to Coffee with Carrie that I have on iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Music, the more our podcast is recommended by those servers to other listeners. So thanks in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, book, and homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and now my new book will help you homeschool one step at a time one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy, God bless, Merry Christmas, and see you next time.